I'm looking at a masterpiece I'm staring at a work of art I'm listening to a symphony in every beat. Well, hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Nerva Reddy. This is Stephen Robles, and we have a very special guest coming on later this episode, Abby Johnson, whose life, the movie Unplanned, which is now out in theaters, is based on her life, and it's her uh, the true story of how she went from being the director of an abortion Planned Parenthood clinic to being pro-life and being an advocate. But we just saw the movie uh, this past it. weekend. We did. And we actually all saw it together, which was, uh, yep. which was fun. Heavy movie, not uh, not for the faint of heart. No. For yeah, sure. It, it, I think we, we I had agree. the Supreme Nachos, which I don't recommend. No. Kind no, of recommend it was, we don't. it was tasty, but not for this movie. No, <laughs> no, no. I, you Put it down the minute. The I knew this. Started. I knew this movie was going to be heavy, you know, and there was a couple scenes that yeah. were going to be intense. I remember I was eating popcorn because I thought maybe it'd ease into stuff, but it, right. it kind of went right into. It. I just yeah. put the popcorn down. I said, "Not right now." Right? It's, yeah, it started. It's heavy. Yeah, hmm. but it follows her story, her life story, and uh, how she encountered Planned Parenthood in college um, at a fair you know, as a, at a women's health fair kind of thing and eventually became the director of a Planned Parenthood clinic and her whole story and, and how that played out. So very interesting. I'm curious to ask her later, you know, how much yeah. of it was, is sure. verbatim accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely eye opening. You know, if you don't know behind the scenes of Planned Parenthood and, and what they do and how even abortion, how it works, you know, the practice of it, you know, a lot of times I think we talk about it and we don't know the ins and outs mm-hmm. and this, this goes in, you know, it shows right away what, what happens. So yeah, man, it's, it's heavy. Pretty heavy. What'd you think? I know you were impacted by it. Babe. Oh yeah. I cried like 10 times and you were like, just, it was like one long cry for nerve. <laughs> <Right? laughs> I yeah, ran out of tissues. Real. I was like, Oh my goodness. You know, that's the thing you just said. It hit it on the nail for me. It's like, I think when people hear the word abortion, they don't really know or can have seen what the, it entails right. and so it's easy to just kind of say oh I'm pro-life or oh, I'm pro-choice with no thought behind it but after seeing this movie it's like really put pictures and images to that yeah. that word and it just made it way more impactful and yeah the movie was compelling I mean I walked out of there like whoo okay it's yeah really well done and you know they they really encourage even if you're pro-life to go see the movie and I, and I see why now because you know obviously we're pro-life and we know the arguments we've mm-hmm. had experts on the show actually right. in, the, in the past uh, couple months telling us all the all the reasons so it's clear but when you watch that movie you leave like I don't know it's it's like another layer of clarity and and motivation to really get involved because you see just how mm-hmm. just how awful it is it reminded me of like I don't know if you saw the movie Amazing Grace right it was about yes. William Wilberforce and uh, when he helped to bl- to break the back of the slave trade, and he used to bring around slaves, and he would have them wear the stuff that they would wear on these ships, and he would tell the story in front of people, and almost like mm. act out like sort of a presentation, right? And it just had way more impact than than just giving them the arguments, and I think that's what that's what this movie does, and that's what you know Christian art in general. It's like right. we're trying to to bring out these these deep truths and in God's beauty and also tell the story of the fall through art. And, right. and I thought the movie did a really good job at that. It was really compelling from that perspective. And so it's very clearly a Christian movie. It's actually made by pure flicks, which is the organization that does a lot of the Christian movies, the Kendrick brothers, 
which have done a lot of movies like Courageous and Facing the Giants. And we actually got to meet one of the Kendrick brothers yeah. recently mm-hmm. on a cruise. Yep. And uh, they have a movie coming out in August, which is called Overcomer. Yep. And and I will say, I think Christian movies have come a long way for sure. You know, some of the <laughs> some of right. the some of the first Christian movies. Stephen's were- giving us the nice version here. So, yes. by the way, for our listeners, they got a he's he's like the podcast ninja. So I think he's yes, got he like is. eight mm. podcasts. Mm. Up, but you might have what three now? You three, three, three. Yeah. He's got another one called what is it? At the movies? Movies on the side. Movies, movies on, on the, the side. side. Sorry, yes. I'm doing a really bad job of repping your uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks for pushing the wrong podcast. <laughs> appreciate it. Good. Movies on the side, yeah. and so him and our another friend of ours, Nate, they really break down movies, all kind of movies, right? Yes, and we did God's Not Dead recently. And I heard y'all gave it such a scathing review <laughs> that you had to go back and re-record it and give it a, like, not be so negative about it. Is that true? Yes, there's an unreleased version of that episode that <laughs> won't see the light of day. But it's tough because as Christians, I feel like we should be the most critical of our own artwork. And especially in a world where you have incredible movies from the secular industry, if we really want to tell and share the message of Christianity and Christ effectively, we need to do it well. And it needs to not be seen as as some like a cheesy rate movie. Mm-hmm. And it's tough, you know, budget wise and all that. There's not as big yeah. budgets, but there are also things in movie making, like poor writing and stuff like that, that yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be constrained on budget. And so we talked about God's Not Dead and I think it's kind of close to our hearts because it's about apologetics specifically. And um, it has some good points and we tried to focus on the good points too, but also just it's clear that it was made for Christians. Mm -hmm. And that's always the biggest question. When I see a Christian movie, I say, is this supposed to be for someone who is a non-Christian to help them think about their religion and convince them that they should consider Christianity? Or is this purely for Christians to strengthen their standpoint. And I'm always curious what the movie maker's perspective is on that. So, and I think this one, you know, we've heard, and Abby Johnson has talked about in other interviews where people who have worked in Planned Parenthood industry and even abortion doctors have left the practice because of this movie. And so I think it can be effective. But I think even, I don't know if you noticed, walking into our screening of the movie, the demographic was not a young demographic sure. yeah. that was there you know it was very much a now it was the early bird special movie that we did we did see a matinee that yes. is true but so. it is a it was an older demographic yeah. and i think this movie did do well in the box office better than expected um it, it made back what it spent uh as far as you know money to make the movie but i think a majority of the audience seeing it is still christians sure. and so and i but I think it is also good for Christians to see because it offers information that you might not know about Planned Parenthood or about even just abortion in general. So I'm always, yes. And I'm on the line with that. I thought it was a bit intense for young people. There's some scenes in there that I don't know uh, an average teen can handle. It was just just a bit intense for me. Getting back to the mess, your topic about like Christian art, it, it does seem like... They sacrifice the art for the content. You leave with your soul impacted, but uh, the acting feels a little bit 80s most of the time. Not you feel like that in this particular movie? Not just in general, in Christian general. movies in the past. And I feel like there's always a moment at the end of a Christian movie where there's supposed to be a standing ovation. You know, even like <laughs> in God's Not yes. Dead, there's that final yeah. debate where the student kind of 
tears down the the teacher and has some great points. And literally the class stands up, you know, and it, it's supposed to be that moment where we as Christians yeah. like yeah. applaud what the movie is saying. Sure. But I also try to put my mindset is if someone's not a Christian sitting in this theater, do they feel like, will this help them receive what's being said? Or will they feel even more on the outside, like being one of maybe the two people in the theater that didn't stand up or that is not applauding? And so I always wonder, how does that, how is that received from someone who's not a Christian watching these movies? So that's, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, though, you hear those stories of people who are in a rough place and they're flipping channels and they land on Christian television and that right. very moment they're ministered to. So you can't always underestimate the power of God to use a Christian message to reach a yeah. heart, you know, even if they are not a believer. So I'd, I'd, that's a great question. I'd love to hear some stats on that. Yeah. And I think that's why the, the Passion of the Christ is always, Ooh. I think, pushed up there as one of the best Christian movies, let aside Mel Gibson and sure. whatever, you know, his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But as far as the level of art that okay. The Passion of the Christ sure. was as a film and how impacting it could be, like, I think that's kind of maybe the standard amongst Christian-themed movies to say, like, this is mm. a great film, regardless of content. And also, it's the story of Christ. So how how much better, you know, it could be to portray that message. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I think it's fair. We talk about the difference between, uh, you know, evaluating something. Right. <laughs> right. It. So, you know, there's all, we have to do self evaluation too. Even when we put out music, we're trying to get better each time. You know, we right. know there's always room to grow. There's right. budget stuff involved, but we, you know, I think we can look at our brothers and sisters that are making these movies and, and recognize that they are, they are making great strides. And even at the beginning, when you might feel like a facing the giants is like, you know, you see what it is. It might have some cheesy yeah. moments, but even that I think was moving yeah, for, absolutely. for many people. And um, uh, what was the other one? Fireproof. Like all these movies, like <laughs> they do, they, they do have an impact. Like they do. They do. They do. Now I'm not sure. putting this movie in that same category. I right. think this one is way like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it feels like, yeah, that like they're yeah. getting better and better, it's stronger, really stronger, right. less right. and less of those parts where it feels like, okay, here's the message moment. Right. But maybe it, maybe a few of those still, but. And I think the the Overcomer movie that's coming out in August, the latest movie we got to see with the Kendrick brother actually talk about it. I think it's a great movie. I think they did well, you know, mm. and, and there's still a portion where there's a, you know, Priscilla Shire actually has a gospel presentation where she right. shares it with a, with a girl, but it's feeling less and less staged. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think it is getting better, you know, as, as a whole. Do you think uh, a non-Christian could receive from that movie or how do you think they would enjoy it? Or is it for Christians? I think it's getting closer, okay. closer to that. And, okay. you know, I think we, we used to hear stories, even of older Christian movies, that they were, you know, affected people. And I think we're getting closer. I think this Overcomer movie, I think it would just be a good movie for someone to see. That I think they would right. enjoy it, a family-friendly movie. And so I think it, it's more effective in that way. And there probably is a place for, like, this is a movie for Christians as well. So you're not saying right. that. You're just saying right. you're curious to know when, like, what the aim is in, in okay. particular right. cases. And if their aim is to reach outside the church, sometimes right. the way you do that might need to be shifted around a bit. And But if your aim is to strengthen Christians and kind of like mobilize the, the body, then that's a different aim and that's going right. to look a little different. And that's what, in, in the God's Not Dead movie, atheists are portrayed a very specific way as basically terrible people and they hate everyone. And it's one of the biggest knocks on the movie, you know, as mm. we probably all know atheists okay. that are not hateful people and they might even be some of the 
nicest, kindest people to us. And that's why in this movie, I'm curious what Abby Johnson has to say about those in Planned Parenthood. And one of the the positive aspects of Unplanned is they portrayed the workers of the Planned Parenthood facility as normal people. You know, even Abby Johnson in the movie says, these are my friends. I did my life with them. And she was actually a Christian the whole time she was working for them. Right, exactly. She was helping women and doing a good thing, which was really interesting. And so I'm curious to see what she says about the Planned Parenthood organization and how close the portrayal in the movie is to reality. I think that would be the most eye-opening part. And we yeah. were we were discussing that too, babe, like just saying, you know, sometimes we we think things might be overblown and there are certain people that she's even known in the corporate world mm-hmm. that were probably as cutthroat as that boss was on that movie, right? Oh, mm-hmm. worse. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> I've been in meetings where I've seen people get cussed out and I remember that. And there's just like cold light. In, oh, in, in front of everybody and we just kind of sat mm. there and just waited for it all to be over but like yeah in corporate world it's 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 not pretty right. I, i've had i right. remember some i have some memories of things and i was watching and i was like oh this brings to mind those days but you know um i i, I would love to know how close her character is to the real person though in right. real life. i'm sure she'll probably share about that and i think we're seeing some of the some of the outright you know, oftentimes in a culture like ours, I think we're good at hiding our depravity mm. um, in and out of church. You know, it's like right, right. Um, we live in a sometimes in a culture of nice. And so mm. we don't we don't typically even if people have malicious motivations, they're going to hide them. Right. But I think more and more lately, I've noticed that people are hiding it less and less when it's coming right. to these intense issues in our culture. Like they're just kind of letting out what's really in there, whether it's on Twitter oh, yeah, social and media. Or social media, but even in person, like you'll see people put out videos and you're like, wow, like how have people gotten like this? And we forget that they were like that before. We just haven't right. seen it. <laughs> and right. there is a degree in which I think, you know, people can like Romans one where, you know, Paul, yeah. he talks about this, this, typical progression of human beings how they get more and more depraved and, and right. fall more and more into darkness to the point where god even hands them over right. to their depravity and right. it's and it's an expression of just intense and extreme um evil there's just really no other way to say it and mm. occasionally in organizations like this i'm i wouldn't be surprised to find out there are some higher ups and some gatekeepers that have basically been given over to evil personified almost you know that 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 sometimes like a seemingly flat presentation of someone might not be that far from the truth in certain cases regarding the social media thing i was raised in a family where you know if you didn't have something nice to say about somebody you just (laughs) talked about other things but i think the social media culture has definitely changed people's thoughts to just if you feel it whether it's mean or rude or true you just you just put it out there and I think that has been I mean encouraged (laughs) and people are nowadays just posting whatever they want and whatever they feel true or not it's just has to be put out there because I feel it and I want to say it but what's different also is this moral battle we're in that things just need to be said and people um are rising up to face this evil and to say you know what this needs to stop and so I love that part of social media it's just the the ugliness of it that's just hard to handle but the timing of this movie blows my mind it's like it was perfectly released during this heated raging battle laws are being pushed and passed Mm. to just 
I mean, even after a baby is born, if an abortion goes bad, they're wanting to kill a baby. And I just think, oh, my God. So seeing some of the scenes in this movie, I think, will make people think twice in their tracks if they're pro-choice. That's my hope. That's definitely my hope for the movie. I think yeah. you're right. I would say well done, well done, and, and I'm super yeah. proud of what they what they put out and looking forward to see the, the impact. I'm sure we'll never know the full impact. Right. And but. I think I think one of the main purposes, like you stated, of this podcast is to help people think, especially when they mm, see stuff yeah. on social media. And I was, uh, I'm following Neil Shenvey, who was a guest on this podcast earlier, and following him try to talk to some of these people on Twitter is... Mm. An effort in futility, one, <laughs> not because of his lack of knowledge, but turn just, back. <laughs> just it's because reason is fruitless it, in his lens. It is, and you it's just. But you special. know, <laughs> to see to see these conversations, yeah. we have to remember how to think and and know how to think logically. Because yeah. you know, I see Brother Neil, you know, spewing truth, you know, yeah. over and over again. And Sometimes he's super calm and very yeah, very calculated analytical. and. It just presenting facts and it's just people are not receiving. And like what you were saying the other day, it, it's feeling more and more the spiritual battle is visible Yeah, because these people just don't, don't want to understand or don't and care what's, to listen. And what's in the human heart, man, is really coming out yeah. with no filter. Ooh, right. Yeah. And it tells right. us something about all of ourselves, you know, as, as yeah. fallen human beings. It reminds us, wow, we really are a rebellious <laughs> people right. with high-handed fists toward right. God. Right. And it comes out in this abortion debate because you would think, man, how could any reasonable person watch this movie and be like, this movie's awful and it's against women's reproductive rights? You know, you really right. have to be kind of either deceived and, and ignorant, like Abby, you know, kind of expressed in, in a right. lot of ways, or just, you know, maybe even cold hearted, like the boss is portrayed to where you like, you really right. don't care, you want to make money and you've convinced yourself that these babies aren't human beings. So we'll have Abby Johnson here right. on the, on, on the phone here in just a few minutes. Um, before we get her, I want to tell you guys about this, the organization I mentioned them last week, impact 360 Easter is coming up. It's right around the corner. And many people don't know that there are actually really good arguments, historical arguments for the resurrection. And I remember being a kid watching Easter play back at my little AG church. <laughs> That's right. And my grandma was crying, like weeping that this was happening to Jesus. And I was looking at her like, why is she weeping? Because for me, it felt like watching, you know, St. Nicholas at a Christmas movie. Mm. I was just like, you know, this, I don't know. It just had the same kind of fable right. feeling. And, and I, I knew I was supposed to believe it, but I was like, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought it was like, com- like same thing as you see in fairy tales. Right. Well, later on, as I was, you know, working through my Christian faith, I discovered, man, there's actually the strongest evidence part of Christianity. Thankfully, is at the center of the faith, which you know it mm-hmm. rises and falls on the resurrection, and that is where we have the most evidence. And there's so much historical reasons that right. we have to believe that Jesus lived, died, and, and rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Impact 360 has great resources on this. So you can go to their website. We'll have that below, impact360.org, and explore. They have uh, hours and hours of video footage uh, Mm -hmm. interviewing leading experts in the world, John Lennox, William Lane Craig. And Mm -hmm. you can actually go and take a course on the resurrection they have. And if you use the coupon code FREEMIND, all one word, all caps, um, when you check out, they'll give you $25 off, um, just for being one of our listeners and typing that in. So again, I encourage you to go check that out. It will give you confidence mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to know that Christianity is true and, and will give you the ability to articulate that to others that might not know that. And just a quick plug too, we actually used Impact360's resources in a high school discipleship a curriculum, mm. and we actually showed some of the videos. We had a group of about twenty high schoolers, I didn't and know that. so yeah, even if if you don't have a specific need for it, maybe you're part of a church that has a youth ministry, or you're a pastor on staff. It is a great resource to show your middle school and high school students, probably more high school for the the level of thinking that they do. But it's a great resource to use in the church, and so impact360.org. We had great uh, success with it at our church, and I encourage you to do it as well. Yeah, man. Symphony in every beat of your tiny heart. Well, we just have Abby Johnson on the line, whose life and story was portrayed in the movie Unplanned and is out in the theaters now. Abby, thanks so much for joining us on the Free Mind Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on. So when you quit your job back in 2009 at Planned Parenthood, could you have imagined all this happening? Is it mind-blowing to you today, all the exposure and all that you're doing? Yeah, it's definitely uh, <laughs> definitely very interesting to be on this side of it, but um, the messages that we're receiving of people who have been changed. I mean, they walk into the film pro-choice, they walk out pro-life. I mean, gosh, that's, you know, that's why we did it. Babies, we have stories of babies that have been saved. Their mothers went and watched the film, changed their mind, mm-hmm. are not going to abort. I mean, that's, that's the reason we did it. So it's, it's very encouraging. Mm, I love that. So was it at all difficult to share the particulars of your story and at any moment did you have any reservations about it? I know you had a book out, but like that's different from big screen. Was that at any point difficult for you? I mean, not really. I, I felt like, you know, I was, I was doing this to, to really glorify God and, and to show what he can do and to show that conversion is possible for anyone. And so, I mean, I can't really say that I ever felt like, why are we doing this or, you know, anything like that. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a very vulnerable feeling to see played out. It's one thing to write about it. It's, you know, it's something else to see it visually on a green. So, you know, we knew why we were doing it and we just kept, we just stayed focused on that. Gotcha. So Abby, it's based on your life. Uh, the movie says it's a true story, and there's a lot of heavy scenes in here. There's a lot of specific interactions with you and Planned Parenthood higher-ups and leadership. How verbatim, how close to actual events would you say this movie gets percentage-wise? I mean, is this pretty spot-on? Yeah, it's 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 very accurate, yes. So even to the point, like, there's a scene, um, I think it's actually after you receive an award uh, for the Employee of the Year. And then there's an inter- interaction afterwards between you and your boss, basically, in, in Planned Parenthood. And, and she talks about um, basically the business model of Planned Parenthood and what we need to be focusing on. Was that scene, uh, you know, did that actually happen? And, and is that kind of the general sentiment from Planned Parenthood leadership? Yep. Film is accurate. <laughs> the things that happened. <laughs> <laughs> they, wow. really, they really happened. Yeah, that really happened. And I mean, there's definitely a a push throughout the organization to increase abortion numbers just because of the sheer funding. Hmm. Yeah, that was that was wild when she they wanted you basically to double 
the amount of abortions the next year. And I think uh, in the movie, the you your character and the husband were like, uh, I don't know what we're supposed to do, drive around telling people to get pregnant. <laughs> um, what like right. what were they? What was their plan with that? Like how how would you increase abortions like that? What what were you supposed to do in that situation? We're supposed to turn. We were supposed to turn every patient visit into a revenue generating visit. Wow. So we saw a lot of women who came in for pregnancy testing. And if that pregnancy test was positive, then the only way that we could turn that positive pregnancy test into a re- revenue generating visit was to offer her an abortion because mm-hmm. we uh, didn't provide prenatal care. We don't get money from adoption services or anything like that. So um, you know, we're essentially trained how to overcome objections for why a woman wouldn't want to have an abortion so that wow. we can effectively talk her into having one. Wow. So just ramping up that pressure on all those individuals in those cases, rather than trying to make it rare, safe and legal, which was kind of the tagline that Planned Parenthood was using for a while, right? Yeah. For a long time, that's what they said. But, you know, now it's everything's really sort of coming out. You know, it's it's really not about keeping abortion rare or anything which honestly if you if you even think about that talking point like let's keep abortion safe legal and rare if abortion is supposed to be acceptable if it's supposed to be normal if it's supposed to be a good thing for women why would you want to keep that rare right like why if something is awesome why (laughs) would you want that to be plentiful right Mm, yeah and so even their own talking points you know, they just didn't make sense, but it was just mm. something I didn't really think about because you just, you're like a robot, you know, you're like a parrot. You just mm. say, you just spit out the talking points that they give you. But, um, but now that the mask has really come off, they're now really brazen about their support of abortion, um, you know, saying that, oh, well, you know, abortion is just as important to screening women for cancer, cervical cancer, um, you know, things like that. So we're so, I think I just feel like that now we're living in a time where people are really wanting abortion to be exposed. Mm. And I feel like people are they're really seeking truth on the issue of abortion. I mean, particularly with all these crazy laws coming out of different states, you know, legalizing abortion through birth and even mm. after birth. Yeah. I just think that they just, I don't know. I just think people, they want to know the truth. And this film really exposes that truth for them. And that's interesting. We actually just saw a, uh, a video of you. I think it was at the Kentucky, there was a Kentucky uh, heartbeat bill presentation and you were kind of interacting with one of the people from the ACLU. Is that correct? Yeah. Was yeah. That, how correct, recent yeah. was that? Uh, it was just like, I don't know, a month ago, something like that. Wow. Yeah. That was pretty intense. And, um, I noticed that you were, you know, you were, you were making a pretty strong case and it made me think about the movie while, you know, the people staying at the gate, you had one group who was kind of the, I don't know, they were holding up the bloody signs of babies and, and they, you kind of got the idea that that wasn't the best way to approach it. And then you had the other group that was loving. They were the ones that you eventually connected with afterwards. And we were wondering, you know, how do you, how do you go about, and then how do you explain to people 
to approach this issue so you're compassionate, but you're also like not a Casper milk toast, <laughs> but you can stand up because, because, yeah. you know, it's not just about being nice these days. Like you said, the gloves have kind of come off from the other side. So you have to be able to stand strong. How do you balance that? Is it, is it kind of depend on the environment that you're in at the time? I mean, look, women who are going in to have abortions, they're, I mean, they, they have no hope. They feel like they have no hope. And when we're out there, if we're screaming like at them and telling them they're going to go to hell or, Mm. I mean, even if we're well-intentioned, right. I mean, there's people that are like, they're like, well, I have to, I have to, (laughs) it sounds funny, but they're like, I have to yell the gospel at them. (laughs) They'll be saved, you know? And it's like, even if you're well-intentioned, like if I'm a woman in crisis, there's never going to be a time where like a dude's yelling at me with a big bloody sign in my face where I'm going to mm. be like, yeah, that guy seems reasonable. I want to go talk to him. Right. Like that. It just I mean, that j- it's just so counterintuitive. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I think if people actually thought about what these women must be thinking in that moment, right. like aggression is is in an anger and th- it's just not going to win hearts and mm. you know you have to think about why you're out there in the first place like are you out there just to simply be right or mm. are you out there to save a life wow and for me i'm out there to save a life i don't really care about being right i just want to provide resources and help so this mom doesn't take the life of her child and doesn't herself live a life of regret So I'm going to be kind and gentle in my approach to her because she's feeling like she's out of hope. She's out of options. Mm. And me telling her that she's going to go to hell is not going to put food on her table, right? Mm. That's not going to make sure that she has a roof over her head. Like I want to, I want to take care of her physical needs. And then I want to, after I develop a relationship with her, then talk to her about her emotional needs, her spiritual needs. Mm. I mean, relationship is really important. And so I think that, you know, yes, we can, there are times where we have to absolutely stand our ground. There are times where, I mean, I'm not going to let a clinic escort or a clinic worker push me around or anything like that. I mean, I'm definitely going to stand my ground. But when I'm talking to a person who's vulnerable in a difficult situation, I am just not going to argue with them or debate with them i mean that's just not my goal there was a i don't know who said it but there's some saint that said win an argument lose a soul Mm, right and i'm not willing to to lose a soul just to be right i'm just not yeah no that's good it reminds me of i i saw that you did an interview with dr michael brown the other day and he always says reach out and resist and he's saying reach out to the the people involved that are broken, but resist the movement and the gatekeepers that are trying to force something on the culture. And I think that's kind of the difference that I see with your approach. And I've even seen that on some of the, some of the interactions you've had lately on Twitter. Um, I know you've probably gotten some wild ones since the movie came out. And and I know you, you guys even tried to do some advertisement on some of the network stations and, and then Twitter shut your account down like the night the movie came out. Um, mm-hmm. were you guys, were you surprised by all that or was that like you were anticipating it? No, I mean, we were definitely anticipating a lot of, uh, feedback, negative feedback. Um, I mean, honestly, the majority of it has been really positive. 
Okay. Um, but you know, you've got, you know, pro abortion publications and stuff that of course want to rake it through the coals. That's fine though. I mean, honestly, like they say any PR is good PR. And so, (laughs) um, in fact, Planned Parenthood, God, they're such like PR idiots. They just sent out an email talking about the film and talking about our ministry to get clinic workers out of their clinics. I mean, like, wow, they are such a help to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Like, I, it's just, I mean, it's been crazy. So I, we, but it was interesting because when we first got this started, we were told like we were, we had a prayer team on site every day and uh, we were told through, through prayer one day that every negative attack on this film would only propel God's message further. Wow. And that's that's exactly what we're seeing. I mean, every attempt to discredit this film, it's just blowing up in people's faces. It's creating more dialogue about the film. More and more people are going to watch it. I mean, it's been it's been crazy. Wow, wow! And this question is just for us because we we are uh, my wife and I, Nerva here. We are Christian artists, and so we have a vested interest in kind of the Christian music industry. And we actually heard that that K Love wouldn't um, promote the film either at first for political reasons, and they said no because it's rated R. Then they said, well, we'll do it. Last I heard, they hadn't done it. Well, even though they said they were going to promote it, is that still the case? Have they not promoted the movie yet? Still? Yeah, no, no, wow. they're. They're not. Um, <laughs> That's so heartbreaking. I just so you know, it's that. one thing like, you know, we went to a lot of different people. We went to like, you know, HGTV, a lot of different, you know, stations and stuff and asked them to promote the film. And they were like, no. And that that wasn't surprising. I don't know. That, I mean, that wasn't surprising. Right. It's like, but it, I mean, it's secular. But. Like when we used to heard from Caleb, like they were like, nah, half. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what? what? I mean, and, and it's crazy. I mean, even Christian, but that's, that's the story though, mm-hmm. right? That's why we are where we are Oof. today in the Christian church. Listen, Boy, say that. Because you're, preaching, you're preaching now. Nobody wants to actually tackle in. I mean, I'm telling you, when when I go to a church service and I don't feel like uncomfortable sitting in my seat during the sermon, I'm like, that pastor failed me today. Mm, oh my. I mean, I don't want to walk out of church like feeling good, like my ears were tickled. Like I want to feel mm. I want to walk out feeling challenged. And we have far too much tickling of the ears and um, and not enough talk about sin and wow. and how to get to heaven. We're not talking about hell. I mean, I, we're, we're not talking about the implications of our sin. And and here we are. We got almost 60 percent of women who are having abortions coming from our churches. Well, no kidding. Wow. Right? I mean, no kidding. So 
because we're not talking about it. You you know you, you yeah you just preached your message right there, and only because we know K Love we weren't surprised. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah yeah so, <laughs> I mean I know I no know. but we should be you're right it's it is sad it was and sad. It's th- sad to hear is that part of the the aim of this film for you guys to to even mobilize pro lifers to get more involved be more courageous to care more yeah I mean it was funny. it was funny because I, I had a lot of people that were like. Oh, Abby, it's just going to be a bunch of Christians that go see this film. And I was like, well, fan flippantastic because <laughs> if just half of the people sitting in church every Sunday were actually doing something to end abortion in our country, we would have already seen victory on this. Wow. But it's because of our apathy, it's because of our resistance to the truth, it's because. We don't want to offend. God forbid we offend with the truth. Um, that's why we are where we are today. So good. I hope that it does make Christians uncomfortable. I hope it does motivate them to get out there and start advocating for life. I hope it does get them out in front of abortion clinics where it feels really uncomfortable. I hope it does cause them to sac- be sacrificial givers to life ministries. Like I hope it shakes them to their core. Um, and that's, that's really, that's what we're seeing. Um, is that people, you know, I mean, I'm getting about 150 emails a day right now. And the majority of them are from people who are Christian, who've been pro-life from day one. And they're like, I've never done anything. Why haven't I done anything? You know, I'm 50 years old. I've never donated to the movement. I've never gone and prayed in front of a clinic. I've never volunteered or pregnant. I've never done anything. And now I realize I have to do something. And if that is the bulk of what happened, if that's the bulk of what comes from this film, then that will be huge success. Wow. Well, what, what would you recommend? What, what can we do? What can we help our listeners do? Is there an organization you would connect this to? What, what do you recommend? So, um, I would say that there's a lot of different ways that people can get involved. So, I always tell people the pro-life movement is sort of like a three-legged stool. So um, one leg is legislative action. So getting involved with state legislative efforts are going to be far more fruitful than federal legislative efforts because that's going nowhere. Um, But getting involved in state legislative efforts is important. Um, Making sure that you're contacting your local representatives and senators letting them know about pro-life bills that are coming forward, encouraging them to vote that way, going and lobbying, doing whatever you can. But the honest truth is that session, legislative session only generally takes place a couple months out of the year. In Texas, it's only every other year. Um, So that's not a a place where you can say, this is where I'm going to throw all of my effort. Mm. You have to sort of, (laughs) you have to, you have to be a little more well-rounded. So, but that's an important part of the stool. The other leg is activism. So going out and um, praying in front of abortion clinics, doing that sort of work that's very uncomfortable, but very necessary. Um, that would be part of the activism. And then the third leg is resources. So getting involved with your pregnancy resource centers locally through donating, volunteering, you know, um, donating diapers, 
doing things like that, having, uh, there's a really great group called Embrace Grace. Um, and they start groups within the church um, to help single moms and who are, you know, struggling or who are pregnant with a baby and are single and need some extra support. I mean, the church should be a safe place for these women. So they help create that safe place for them. So um, post-abortive healing ministries are part of that resources group. So there are lots of different ways to get involved um, and to, to really get activated in this movement. Well, thank you so much for that help. And, and what's your, what's the best, what's your website organization so we can put our listeners in as well? So our organization for, and then there were none is uh, abortionworker.com. Okay. Well, thank you, Abby, for coming on the show and listeners. So you can get more information. We have links to all these organizations in show notes, the link to the unplanned film, which is still out in theaters. And we encourage you to see, remember it is rated R and you know, be sensitive about who comes to see with it, but links to Abby Johnson's website and her organization. And then there were none, which you can find at abortionworker.com links to those are in show notes and to the organization that Abby mentioned, embrace grace uh, for resources for um, moms and for expectant mothers. And so we pray you get uh, all that resource there. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback on anything we can you can send us an email through the website, freemind.fm. You can tweet at us or Instagram us at freemind.fm as well. And uh, if you have a moment, we'd love to have you give us a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts. That helps other people searching for this kind of content find it easily. So thanks for listening. Miracles, they don't just happen by chance. As long as my God holds the world in his hands, I know that there's no such thing as unplanned.